Hello and welcome to Amplify with Purpose, where we dive into the strategies and stories that help businesses and individuals thrive by living and working with purpose. I'm your host, Adeta De Beer, and today we are journeying into storytelling with my guest, Joe Spears, from wandering sheep in the Air Peninsula to contemporary rural romance stories. Joe's path to publication is a testament to severance, passion. Join us as we uncover the layers behind her debut novel, Second Chance Love. So, Joe, welcome to the show. It's so cool to have you here. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. It was great to catch up with you last week. Thank you. Yeah, so last week we were at a function where Joe shared her story of becoming a published author and now an editor as well. And I said to her, I have to have you on the show because there is so much that entrepreneurs and individuals can learn from in terms of perseverance and passion. Joe, growing up in a rural community and finding solace in the pages of Sweet Valley High novels, how did these early experiences ignite your passion for romance and storytelling? I lived on a farm, so other than my farm chores and going to school, we didn't have much on TV. So I delved into books quite early on and harvested a passion for reading. My mum was always reading a book and I think I just followed suit with that. As I got older into my early teenage years, I found a love in Sweet Valley High and I suppose that was my first experience of romance stories. And I used to sneak a couple of mum's Mills and Boons books as well. So that kind of sparked my reading through my adult life I've been reading so my writing's only been something I've taken up really in the last seven or eight years quite separate to the reading but yes I grew up on a farm from a country kid went to school only had 200 kids at my school from reception to year 12 so I suppose that in itself is something that I hold really dear upbringing to being a, a published harlequin author it's about perseverance and following your dreams and passions no matter what kind of start you had in life the opportunities are always there if, if you work hard so am I hearing that you are not a trained writer? That's correct. I wasn't one of those kids that had been writing stories since I could say the alphabet. I, my writing came about seven or eight years ago. My mum my passed away from cancer nearly 10 years ago. And I suppose this was my first experience of deep grief. I spent a lot of the last couple of years with her. When she passed away, I found I didn't have a purpose anymore. My husband has a very successful um, business. My kids were at school. I put on hold a, a photography business. So I didn't have a business. I didn't have a, a career or anything. I went into a bit of a, a depression. Looking back now, I can see that I was depressed and it was probably a couple of years going through that. I reconnected with a couple of old friends from my rural community that I grew up in, in a Facebook group of all places. And we reconnected and, and one of the ladies said to me, Joe, why don't you just start writing? So that's kind of my writing started. I went down the track of just journaling stuff that was in my head onto the page and that became blogs. And then I started, I asked myself the, the what if question. And, and a lot of authors talk about the what if question. It's what if I lost the love of my life? Would I go back to the rural community? Would I find love? How would people react to that? And that was, that kind of sparked a bit of a seed of a story. So I had this story, but then I thought, I have no idea how to write a story. So I then did courses, <laughs> learning how to write everything from characters to plotting to everything that has to do with writing a novel because it's more than just sitting down and putting words on a page. So I spent a couple of years really just learning the craft of writing and through that met some wonderful people who introduced me to the Romance Writers of Australia and, and then through that I was able to pitch my story and get a contract. Yeah, so I didn't do any 
formal training at all. And even segueing into my editing business, I became really interested in the editing process and learned how to become a editor. So I now edit for self-publishing romance authors as well. So that's my niche. I did a lot of courses and got some certificates and things like that so that I had the right skills to be able to work on other people's books as well. So it's really been a matter of, of juggling two different businesses at very different stages and using very different skill sets as well. So would you mind sharing with us some of the pivotal moments and challenges that you faced on this journey, both becoming an author and then becoming an editor, and how you kept the dream alive regardless of these challenges? Yeah, and it's interesting because they work side by side. Once I had a a good draft of this story. I went to the Romance Rise of Australia conference in Sydney six years ago. All of the big five publishers are there. We can book in to pitch them. It's like speed dating where you walk into this room and there's 10 or 12 tables and you have seven minutes per publisher and you sit down and you pitch your story to them and they go yes or no. I got this notion that I was writing this story and I had a couple of people read it and, and they were really gave me some really positive feedback. I thought I might be able to get it published. Harlequin was on the top of my list. That's the, the brand everyone associates with romance books. I pitched, I pitched to Harlequin and they wanted um, to look at my book. In the meantime, I had some editing done on it. And when the editor came back with her feedback, she was very much like, you waffle and all this kind of thing. And I thought, I'm going to learn how to do this. So I put my book on hold and focused on the editing side of it. And and as most people probably know, it's really hard to get a contract, like a book contract, particularly with a big five publisher. So I thought, hang on. Maybe the editing is something I can do as a, as a business that will generate some income and obviously more than what we get as authors. So I put the book on hold and I went off. I opened my business, Nurturing Words, at the start of COVID. That was my first challenge. I opened it after a massive panic attack, which left me out cold on the bathroom floor. My son found me and that was a real big wake-up call and led me to quitting from the job I was doing and really made me look at what I wanted in my future years? Did I want to keep working for somebody who wasn't fulfilling my needs or did I really want to follow my heart and do something that I really wanted to do? So I quit and opened my business as COVID hit. That in itself brought a lot of challenges. The good thing was with COVID, everyone was stuck at home and people were writing. So a lot of people were writing, which was great. And I'd also been in the romance writing community for some time. So I had, had built a little bit of a, people were starting to know me. I was starting to know them. My name was getting out there and, and that kind of thing as well, which was great. And even though it took me about eight or nine months to get my first editing client, I spent that time honing my skills. And I'm also a trained transcriptionist. So I was pretty much just grabbing anything that was coming into start to build a business, start to build a name for myself, get my name out there. So COVID was definitely a challenging point in my editing business. But once I got that first client it's been very much word of mouth for me which has been fantastic so I haven't really had to delve into marketing my business because it's word of mouth in our industry people know people which is great so the marketing side of it was easy for my nurturing words but on the flip side that's been one of the really big challenges for my book because all of a sudden I'm starting from scratch again I'm trying to find readers outside of my family and friends as opposed to trying to find other authors that want to use my editing business. There's so many people in the world that, that read and it's how to get out to those people. Marketing's been really challenging um, for me for the book side of it. It's been interesting doing that, trying to integrate two businesses with my life. I'm, I'm not a big subscriber to clocking on and clocking off work life and home life. I think I work from home and when I've got these two businesses, I really aim for me to really try and integrate them into my life. So if it means that I've got to spend a few hours on a sad day working then 
I'm happy with that because I love what I'm doing. My work is either writing or it's reading, which are my passions. And if that's when I get the spare time to do it, then that's when I do it. So that's been a big challenge for me as well as trying to integrate all of that in and to make sure I've got the creative space in my brain to write when I need to. I'm being able to pull myself out of my clients, putting myself into my own work as well. Joe, you talk about um, marketing, was, which is a challenge for you on the book mm -hmm. side, but not on the editing side what are some of the things that that you've done that have really worked for you and that you found has been worthwhile doing mm -hmm. as someone who started from scratch because quite often businesses start from scratch and they are in this no man's land yeah. where yeah. nobody knows you you have this amazing product and everyone should know but yeah. they don't so what are some of the things that you're doing that's getting you out there yeah and this is something that i really value and it's community it's for me it's been about Finding a community of like-minded people, particularly in Adelaide. I found some of my, a couple of great groups here, which are women-driven, which are my target market. In trying to immerse myself in that community, going to some networking events, as much as they used to scare me, whether it's just going to a breakfast or going to a function or going to something that's really casual and just chatting. What we did last week was great. For me, it's been um, stepping out of my comfort zone because I've been a really big introvert. Even doing something like this would have really scared me. But as the time's gone on, I've become more confident in doing it. And that's been something that has been really important and, and community is actually something that I talk about which is one of the themes in my book that's about the grieving uh, character and how she returns to her um, hometown community and, and how they all band together to help her get through it so I called on that experience of the community that helped me get through my grief and then obviously I'm trying to build that community around me again with my business as well. It's about trying to find my posse of writer friends that we cheer each other on, we promote each other's books, finding Facebook groups or things like readers love reading and where they welcome authors coming in to talk as well. It's been a real balance between finding marketing ways that don't cost anything because you need to balance what's going out with what's coming in. That's where community events and networking groups are good because you might pay like a, a membership fee, but it's not a, a huge amount of money and from that particularly if you can keep building on some relationships which I've been able to do and then those people get to know you and then they are happy to share your stories on their socials or doing this kind of thing or newsletters that as well so, and it's balancing that with then obviously my paid marketing where I've been running some ads and so it's about trying to balance and and get out get out there as well but do it in a, in a organic and authentic way as well so it's a juggle and for me the community that I can fall back on or, or promote special it has been really great. I love what you said about community because people buy from people, whether yeah. it's a book, whether it's a pair of shoes, where it, it doesn't really matter what it is. We yeah. have to first connect with the person before we decide whether or not we like the product, because whether or not you like the person determines whether or not you're going to like the product. I met you in person. <laughs> you connect with people. I wouldn't say that you're an introvert, which is interesting because I'm also an introvert. <laughs> I think we're one of those introvert extroverts, like we do our extrovert thing when we're out and then we come home and we go. The term I like to use at home is an ambivert. Yes. I can people and I cannot. And I am very deliberate about when I people. For example, yes. I use OTR so that I don't have to people when I put fill in my car. Absolutely. <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm exactly the same. I can choose things that I, I go to. I like to go to things where I know my crowd will be there. I know that the vibe will be there that I love. That's why I love going to book launches and women's events because I know that there's going to be like a really authentic vibe there. And I'm really happy to put myself out into those situations. And there are some things I'm just like, no, that doesn't 
float my boat. And that's what I often say to people is try to find your own lane and do what fits in with you and that feels good in your heart and soul. If you love it, then you'll keep doing it and it will manifest itself into something really great. You're not not going to get anything out of it. And, And just because it works for somebody else doesn't mean it has to work for me as well. And I've learned that over the last few years. It means I'm going to come back to where I am and go a little bit further and then see what else is out there as well. So it's about finding for me what fits really well and and feels really good for me as well. Mm. I 100% agree with you. When I first started coaching, the general theme amongst coaches is authenticity. And then I'm like, I don't understand. It took me a really long time to get it. And if you've got a really fuzzy coach, which I'm obviously not, but when you find those really fuzzy coaches that all, that's all they talk about it. But the reality of what authenticity is in a business perspective is finding something that resonates with you yeah. in the way that it resonates to who you are as a human being that aligns with your core values. And I love that you've been able to find ways to still market. You still market, mm-hmm. you still go to events. It's not that you've secluded yourself. Mm-hmm. You've been selective in how you show up and the things that you show up in and it's generally finding the right people if you're an entrepreneur you know that it it can be quite isolating we get distracted right we feel like i need to do that new thing or i need to go on TikTok, and i need to go dance you don't have to you can find other ways it's about being creative and open to try things so maybe i'll go to the networking events and see how it goes yeah yeah, absolutely. And that's what I've tried to do. So we have a great community of romance writers as well. We're a very quite a tight-knit community, which is really great considering there's 99% of us are female. We've all got books on the shelf next to each other. But instead of saying, oh, I can't promote her book because she's a competitor, we go, oh, my God, yes, well done. And we shout from the roof that someone's published a book. And, and I can go to a, an event and I sit next to a writer that's published 100 books. And she'd be more than happy to tell me her marketing strategy. So it's such a great community to be in and, and something that's quite unique. And For someone who, through some of my past experiences, has been left with some trust issues with women in business, it's been really refreshing to find some communities that embrace that. It's very much like we're all in this boat together. Yes. I love that because you're correct in saying that generally when people do the same kind of things, they are perceived to be competitors. And Mm. my view generally is we may be doing the same thing, but we are very different. And I think there's enough business for everybody. We can be generous, create ecosystems, because the truth is that we need other people to do great things. You need someone who you can lock lock arms with and say, let's go and do this. Amazing, because it gets hard and you need someone who can pick you up. And when you're alone, it's very hard to pick yourself up off the floor. And this business of writing and editing, it is a very lonely business. I sit in my office for hours on end, which is why we connect. We, we have a lot of connection in the writing groups where we will sit down in the mornings. Who wants to do some sprints today? And we'll just chat through Messenger and do some sprints or we do a video call as well, just so that yeah, we do work really hard, but we also crave that connection of being able to not be alone all the time yeah. because it's a tough gig. Yes, absolutely. So, Joe, with your successful debut behind you, what's yes. on the cards for the future? I'm working on the second book at the moment. Second Chance Loving Point Perry came out in September of last year. So that was my debut novel, which is with Harley Quinn, and it's a digital book. So they were testing the waters with me a little bit. So I'm working on that at the moment. I'm a I'm quite a slow writer. That's not how my brain is wired. I'm very much a deep thinker. I'll think about something for a week and then I'll sit down and perhaps write 
five or six thousand words on the weekend or something like that. So I'm working on that. I'm also working on a, a novella or a short story as well as a Christmas story which will come out in an anthology later this year. So I've created the world of Point Perry, a small town on the peninsula where I spent all my school holidays. This is where all my stories um, will be set. It's um, a small town and but I'm using some quite big themes in them as well. The first book is about grief. The second book has a, a theme of body image issues and use of women in the mining industry. So I've delved into some heavier themes as well. It's a romance, so there's always a happy ending. That's what I'm working on at the moment. Still spending some time with um, my editing clients as well, trying to balance and, and do both. So finally, Joe, would you mind telling our aspiring writers, authors, editors, what is the one thing that you would wish someone told you when you mm. first started out? I think with writing, I wish someone told me that it was really hard. <laughs> I think we, as readers, we get this perception that you pick up a book and you think, I can just sit down and write all these books and it must be really easy. But writing a book is really hard. It's lots of drafts, another draft, it's deleting. It's a big chunk of creative work that you put your heart and soul into. And we don't do it for the money. Many of us, we don't get a lot out of it unless you become a best. So for a lot of us, we really do it because it's our passion. It's what's in our heart. It is hard. And my advice for writers is if you want to write, absolutely just do it, just make a start. Only 3% of people who actually sit down to write a book ever finish writing a book. So it's a, an amazing achievement when you do. I would encourage anybody who wants to write is to absolutely don't think that you can't do it, is actually sit down and do it. And if you don't know, find avenues of learning. Like there's so much out there now. There's so many online masterclasses, particularly after COVID, everything's online now. So you can log in and, and learn so much online as well. That's probably my tip for writers. For editors, I think it's going into editing with an open mind. When I first started my training of editing, I was a bit blown away with how many different areas of editing you can go into. So you can edit uni theses, scientific things, medical things, non-fiction books or fiction books. And when you look at fiction books, there's so many different sub-levels of editing that you can do. For me, it took me a while to get to the point where I'm editing romance. It's just going with an open mind and look at different areas that you already are really interested in. If you're really interested in the medical industry, look at different ways that you can bring your editing into that industry as well, because there's so much that is published either online or in paper. And once again, it's just, it's learning, like just whatever you don't know is just go about and learn or find someone somewhere that you can talk to or that you can learn as well. And just, it's, you know, perseverance. Perseverance is my word for this year. Like most businesses, when you run it yourself, you don't get the success overnight. I'm into year five of my editing business now. So you just got to keep plugging away. If you can see yourself doing it in the future, then for me, I just want to persevere with it. This business for me has so much potential. So it's just a matter of persevering and, and building the blocks so that it can run itself down the track. Absolutely. That's mm -hmm. advice. To our listeners and those watching us on YouTube today, if you've just started, keep going. You mm -hmm. have not arrived. And if you've been doing this for a really long time and perhaps you're feeling like, is it ever going to happen? Yes, it is. You have to persevere because yeah. nothing worth doing is easy. That is That's the truth. And also, if you've been in the business for a while, there's still more to learn. Even being five years as an editor, I'm still learning things. I'm still signing in and looking for classes and learning. And there's always something more that you can learn to either better yourself or to expand your business or to niche in. It comes down to the philosophy of being open to learning for the rest of your life because Absolutely. things are changing, tech is changing, yeah. AI has added some spanners to the works. So yep. we have to keep learning if 
we want to be sustainable. Yeah, but that's I, right. think, I think it gives you pride knowing that you've come this far. When you yeah. first start, you don't know anything. You mentioned that you just started writing. Yeah. Just, yeah. And now you're a published author. And as a result of starting writing, that very first page that you started writing has resulted in another business, which is editing. Yeah. And it's just, it's a testimony to where your business can go if you are open-minded to the yeah. opportunities that are available. Absolutely. Um, so your story is a beacon of hope and a reminder that actually with love, perseverance <laughs> and a bit of grit, you're yeah. good. Yeah. Dreams can always find their way off the dusty shelves and we yeah. can end up doing the most phenomenal, amazing things. Um, thank you so much for joining thank us today you. and for sharing with us your story from little country girl to <laughs> writing romances yeah. and becoming an editor. Remember, the stories we write, whether on the pages or through the lives of the people that we interact with, have power to touch hearts, change minds, and inspire action. Until next time, keep amplifying your life with purpose.